guys. Welcome to Mike and Dave at the Stage. I am Dave. I'm Mike. On purpose? Of course. <laughs> and today's uh, episode is Cringe Songs by Good Bands. Yeah. And baby. please, please get ready for those extra special douche chills. Because this is, these are all, like, I would call them somewhat lone songs in bands, but... Right off the bat, we have back-to-back by the same band, and in the middle, we have back-to-back by the same band. Well, the funny thing about these songs is, you're right, a, a lot of people are going to... When I was picking the songs I picked, I I, I could only think of how mad people were going to get, except for the, 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 the first one we're going to do. Uh, I don't think anyone's really going to be mad. Well, it, it, these no. are Some of these are universally listed as yeah, yeah. cringy well, songs. Well, that's what I'm saying is the first one I, I, I definitely know is... Is a crowd favorite of, of dislike. Yeah. I I I actually like when I saw it, I'm like, really? And then I listened to it, I'm like, oh, I get it. Okay. This is always this is the skip. This like, is the one skip this is, on this album. Uh, okay, so here's let's 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 get into it. My first song is Escape by Metallica. Off Ride the Lightning. All right. And this song is so disliked. That the band dislikes it. Yes. Metallica may have played this song once live. The, and recently. It was recently? Yeah, I know it I, was in the last couple of years yeah. that they st- only played it live once. And it was by request. Okay. Because nobody had heard it live. Yeah. So they, they did a thing where people were voting it in and uh, they're like, I guess we have to play it. Yeah. It starts out, first off, the way it starts, with the two, duh, duh, dude. If there's any worse way to start a song, I it's with it's with two, yeah, drum beats, two, you know, uh, it, it 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 only gets worse from there. Well, the riff, I think the riffs are really well. The they're riff, good. The riff, I had to go back and forth. It's slow. Ride the lightning. Mm-hmm. It's the same riff. Kind of. Yeah. It it just feels like it feels like they tacked this in there. Because they needed an extra song. Exactly what I think they needed. And they, they couldn't needed. think it. They couldn't think it all the but way through. The, just the... And by the way, this is this is not indicative of Metallica. Um, this is in between um, Master of Puppets and Kill Em All. Like, Kill Em All and Master of yeah, Puppets yeah. in that order. Yeah. Kill Em All doesn't have songs like this. No. And Master of Puppets doesn't, definitely doesn't have no. anything like this. Um and it's not like any of the other songs on Ride the Lightning. Right. Ride the it's Lightning. It's not thrash. It's not thrash. It's, it's almost... It almost feels like they were trying to pop up thrash music. Like think? they are trying to bring it kind of friendly-ish. Yeah. It just didn't feel right. And they didn't use it as a single or anything. So I really think they used it as a filler. I, that's what I think it was. And it, but... it, it has the... I, I hate the lyrics. Yeah. I, I hate I I hate his singing in this. I hate the I always hate the drums when it comes to Lars. I'm not a I'm not a Lars drumming fan. Right. It, it's it it not whiny. Was it whiny? Yeah. It feels yeah, a little kind whiny. of it feels kind a of little, a what was me kind of feel to the song. Yeah. Right? Which is also something that leads into almost all the other songs on this list. Yeah. Where it feels forced. Yes. Yes. Every yes. everything about this song feels pushed. And not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't feel like it's pushing towards something better. It's just pushing to get it done. Right. Right. Um, to to be honest, Ride the Lightning is one of the best albums ever written, with the exception of the song, because For Whom the Bell Tolls is, yeah. is literally the first song I tried to learn how to play on bass. Right. 
And it's actually one of the first songs I actually fully learned how to play on bass. And it, it, this is a, a, another pet peeve of mine. Like I brought up, you know, the the the, the fade in of yes. of songs. This has, which if if it works, it works. The fade out. No, not the fade out. The uh, the the, the air raid sirens at the end. I hate uh, put in sound effects that you're not going to hear live. Oh yeah. Right? Now now here's where the contradiction comes. You said for whom the bell tolls. It has the bell tolls the bell. in the beginning, but it comes out live. Yes. They, uh, live they, because you have to. One of the things I love especially about Metallica uh in this in these the the first four albums, yeah. you know the 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 metal the, years yeah. um was their writing cuz Cliff was so instrumental in their writing process. Mm-hmm. You know First Metallica album had a lot of Mustaine still influence, on it yeah. influence, um, but this album had a lot of Cliff. A lot of the guitar harmonies were him helping Kirk, yeah. Kirk and and James get their harmonies in check. He was really big on on making the sound big. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have that, no, and it definitely feels like the best weapon for the job wasn't utilized, mm-hmm. and that would have been Cliff's writing. Cliff's writing. All the way past his death, because um, the stuff for Justice—it sounds like they were working on it while he was still alive. But <laughs> like they had started while he was still alive. But they, but they, they put so much emphasis on him. They didn't even put the bass in because he wasn't there. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I've talked about this. I've have you ever heard uh, Justice for Jason? Somebody used the Guitar Hero, um, the Guitar Hero Metallica tracks, yeah. and pumped the bass back up, yeah, and released that as the recording, yeah. And it sounds pretty good. I heard a guy a, play it on YouTube with his bass, and it—it's not. No, it's not bad. It's he, Jason. Say what you want about Jason. Yes, he is not Cliff. No, no, I, but he's a phenomenal bass. No, but that, but that's the funny thing is, is that is that I don't know what what they have no faith in him. Why did they not put it in? in I think justice? I think it was a combination of drunken bitterness. Yeah, because they were still hurting. Like they were. I think it was weeks after after Cliff died that they were in, they were trying out new bassists. Yeah, which by the way. Um, two of the funniest stories come from them trying out bassists. One is a complete lie, and the other one is the absolute truth. The um, absolute truth is that Les Claypool, Les Claypool yeah. tried and realized immediately that he wouldn't fit. Yeah, and just said, "Hey guys, I know I don't fit with you guys. You want to jam on some Isley Brothers that tunes? Been nuts!" And made them laugh. Yeah, in a time where they were they were really drunk and hurting. And, yeah, and he said, "You know, I I wouldn't have fit in, but it was it was fun to be considered." Yeah, and then the other one is the lie. What's that? Hulk Hogan said he he was asked to join Metallica. I have never heard this in my life. So you're Are not you serious? you're not big on wrestling. No, but I know the basics, especially back then. I, okay. I was a little kid. I watched so, Andre the Giant, you know, get body slammed. Uh, so choke slammed by uh, you, body slam. Oh, body slam. Body slam. So there's there's a thing. Hulk Hogan's a, a, a pathological liar. Uh, okay. So one of his lies is that he tried out for tried out for Metallica. It wasn't. He said this in like an actual interview, not as oh, Hulk, yeah. not as Hulk Hogan. No, no, he said this it in Terry. Regular, this was Terry telling Terry Bollea. Yeah, telling the, telling one the story. Of the, one of the funniest things is um, famously uh, the Jim Cornette experience, uh, uh-huh. the podcast. Yeah. Jim Cornette was a, a behind the scenes guy and a uh, manager, and he he and his his co host were talking about all the lies that he told, and this is one of them, and it's one of the ones that. Even Metallica came out and said he, he never. never did, yeah. They, not only did he never try, he was never he even asked. Asked. He is a bass player. 
Okay. He's a legit bass player, but he was never asked. The funny thing is, they went through a list of all the things he lied about, right. and that wasn't even in the top 10 of the most outrageous ones. Oh my God, I really want to know now. I one, gotta of, look this up. one of my favorite lies that he told is that after one of the WrestleManias, he partied with John Belushi uh-huh. in 1985. John Belushi was dead already? He died in 83. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was one of the WrestleMania, I think it might have been WrestleMania 3, where it was held in three different locations. Yeah. And there was like New York, LA, and the other one was Chicago. Yeah. So he could have been in any of those places. Right. Uh, but he wasn't. He was uh, fucking toes up. He was dead. So um, <laughs> Hulk Hogan's full of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's one of my favorite lies. The other one is he was uh, scouted by a baseball team. And he only said that because Macho Man Randy Savage was a legit scouted baseball, baseball player. player. Yeah. And he only wanted to make him angry. So in interviews, he'd say, oh, I was scouted by this baseball oh, team. Oh, okay. But that's, it might have been the Minnesota Twins mad. or the Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Yeah. But he, But these lies, they're... they're he put them out there, yeah. like they're on record. Uh, he he said he would he he was offered uh, partial sponsorship and pride, but he didn't want to get involved because people got hurt for real. Was pride like a pride was like UFC? Oh, okay, it was pride fighting. <laughs> Sorry, no, no, I, I know you might have been thinking the other one. Yeah, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, he's, Hulk Hogan's full of crap. So to think somebody like that could ever play something like this, yeah, no. Definitely not. And how fucking weird would that look? And then when I, when I heard <laughs> when I heard that I heard that years ago. Yeah. And then this song made me think of it again. Uh-huh. Cuz this song the bass isn't that complicated, but it is still Cliff. Yeah. So there is some of Cliff's amazing playing there. Mm-hmm. And I think who else could replace him? And then that made me think of some kind of monster, you know, the documentary yeah. about Metallica. Yeah. Have you ever watched it? No. So there were five bassists that tried out that they videotaped right. trying out for Metallica. And they are five legitimate Good guys, yeah. Good musicians. Right. Uh Twiggy Ramirez from Marilyn really? Manson's band. Yeah. Okay. Uh real name Jordy White. Uh-huh. Um it was Twiggy, um, Scott Reeder from Caius, uh-huh, who is also awesome. Right. Um Billy Duffy from uh the cult. Mm-hmm. Uh Pepper Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity. Wow, all right. And Robert Trujillo. Yeah. And oh, then he tried out originally? He or this tri- is new? No, no, this the, was oh, this the original after, after, Jason. after Jason left. Gotcha. And in those tryouts, they played a little bit of them playing some of the songs. Yeah. And, you know, these guys, some of the guys, and it's not their fault, they were having trouble playing From the Bell Tolls from yeah. this album. From the Bell Tolls is not a difficult song. Right. It's a feel song. You have to oh, play it by feel. So they were playing it straight up. They were, they they were yeah. playing the notes as, as written. Right. But it's not played as written. It's played as felt. Right, right, right. And... The the funny thing was, guys, they were doing all right, but then you see Robert Trujillo do it, and he was, there. and he he was, it was they started with like the, a couple of standard songs that they picked, yeah, and they're like, is there anything you know as well as this? And he's like, yeah, I guess I could do battery, yeah. And if you've ever seen the notation for battery, mm-hmm. it's all over the place, right? It's I mean, out of control. It's super fast, and he played it, and even they say it in the in the video, they hadn't seen it played that way since Cliff, yeah, and because. Robert Trujillo is no joke. Right. Like a legitimate musician's musician bassist. Like he can play whatever you ask him to, mm-hmm. which is why he, Suicidal Tendencies, Infectious right. Grooves. Right. Um, uh, he played with Ozzy for years. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. But this song, I to see him play this song almost feels like a disservice because this song is such a weak song. Right. You didn't think I was going to bring it back around? I was you? waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> now we're going to go. We're going to do a one two punch here. And this is number two. You picked a Metallica song as well. I did. And we did not talk about this beforehand. 
about who was going to be on this list for each other. No, no, that's what was funny about me when you sent me the list and I saw that we picked two two bands of the same the, the same bands twice. And it, I was I immediately giggled and now, I hadn't even thought of Escape because I never think of that song. Yeah, it's an immediate. It's no, it, it's an immediate. Skip. Imme- immediately when we came up with this topic, that was the first. That's why it's the first one on my list is because that's the exact song I thought of. I was like, this is this is the the cringiest song. Well, not the cringiest song I can think of. But the, the one that comes to mind right away. Now, I want you to explain yours because I don't get it. You don't understand why I think it's cringe? Yeah. Okay. So my pick was Hero of the Day from Load. Okay. Um, that whole album to me could be on a cringe list. But but I would say there are two songs. They've, they've grown on me, though. I don't hate the, the reason why I, I don't understand the cringe factor of this song. Okay. To me, this is there's something about the way he's singing. It's. If you read the lyrics out loud, uh-huh. you automatically feel uncomfortable. Okay, because I listen to what, what the excuse me why I tend to how I feel. It's very, it's very cold, clinical, and very like I'm trying to feel my emotions, but nothing's coming out, but not in a good way. Yeah, like you know that idea of being numb. Yeah, uh, Lincoln Park's "numb" uh-huh. is a very good expression of where you feel something but you're not feeling it enough to be able to express it. Correct. Okay. This is the same idea, but he doesn't know how to express it. He doesn't express it. Right. And it feels smarmy to me. Yeah. It feels smarmy and self-centered. And this was one of two options I had for this. And, uh, I honestly, actually one of three now that I think of it on the same album. Uh, no, in the same, in the same era. Because the other option would have been from Reload, and that would have been Unforgiven too. And then to that stack is, on that, that is lazy as hell. Because you, oh, why? You, wait, you think that's lazy as hell? Did you forget Death Magnetics Unforgiven Three? I didn't even know that existed. Yeah, it exists. It's terrible. It, it's so terrible. I don't think anybody. It's I. I, I never heard it. Up oh, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, neighbors. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to go to artist on my on my uh, list here, uh-huh. and I'm going to go to albums. I th- is it is it on there? It has to be on. Is it that? Is it on Saint Anger? That would be why <sighs> nobody heard it. <laughs> no, Unforgiven <laughs> Three is track seven on Death Magnetic. Okay, um, Death Magnetic was their 2008 release. Uh-huh. It was it was very heavy. It was very much in the old style, uh, but it felt. It felt forced. Yeah. Um, Hardwired also feels very forced. See, I like that one. I'm not saying it's bad. It just feels like they're forcing the style. That that I didn't feel for those. Now, this is also going to be a very controversial opinion. I really like Load and Reload as rock albums. Okay. If you take them as Metallica, because everyone considers them the fathers of thrash metal. Yeah. Um, If you take them as thrash albums, they suck. Right, because they're not. They're not thrash albums. They're not. They're not. They're not the Metallica that you knew at the time. Right. They weren't, even if you look at the Black Album, it's not those out. It's not like that. Yeah. And there's a very distinct feel that is missing from it. Which is what was brought back with the new, the, with the new stuff. Yeah. But hopefully we only heard one song. I really enjoyed Load and Reload. This song is to me cringe because it, 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 like they're trying, they're reaching for something. And they're not getting like they're not getting what they want to get across, right? And it just makes you feel uncomfortable. The one, the one cringe thing I picked out about this song was 
that middle part where it's like chugging. It's almost yes. it's almost Indians from Anthrax. It and that is another thing. It feels like riffing has been borrowed from other bands, right? It, it, like it's it, st- like when, when they start when they start playing that. I never noticed it until you you know until we have to listen to these. That's what I love about these lists is that it makes me listen, listen to the song, and uh, and and that's what I, and I heard that. And I went, oh my, is this Indians? You know, it, I mean, it's, it's not for those exact. who don't know that song. Indians is a song by Anthrax, right? I forget which album is that. Oh, is armed, that Perseverance of Time? No, I think it's Armed and Dangerous. Is it Armed and Dangerous? I think I don't know. I, Either way, yeah. it's an old Anthrax song. It's it's not a bad song, um, but it has a very specific kind of offset beat, and this has that it's exact the, it, same beat. It's got that, uh, for lack of a better term, like that native, like like that drum. See now, that's the funny thing. What you think of because of other bands. That isn't even close to native drums. Oh no, to me. I know, no. But what I'm saying in in your head, when we were growing up, oh, that's what that, they would have. That's yeah. that dun, dun 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 dun. But they sped it up. Yeah, and it's it's that it it's that drum beat sped up. I have to I have to tell you this. What? So that that traditional that dun 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 yeah. dun is a four count. It's a four count on a metronome. Yeah. with the accented one. One, one two, three, yeah. four. One. Now, the reason I, I bring it up is there's a... You know who Reggie Watts is? The name sounds familiar. He he was a band leader for, I think, Fred Armisen's show. Okay. So he's he's a musician. He's a multi-talented guy. He's very funny. And he does a lot of loop stuff on his own. Okay. Just a microphone, and he does beatboxing, and then yeah. over that he does sound effects. So he was doing a demo for a pedal called the 45000. Uh-huh. And he literally... Is doing that, and he goes, and some people even keep the click track in, kind of like a native drum thing. And he's dun 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 uh-huh. dun. And I, every time it makes me laugh, it's just it because it's, a, it's, it's, it's a that fork. same thing. Yeah. And and he, what he does with a loop with a loop pedal, yeah, is more than what most bands can do with a guitar, bass, right. drums. Yeah, it's phenomenal. And voices not speaking any language, mm-hmm. he does gibberish <laughs> instead of actual words. Yeah, to create these awesome things. So. Yeah, that that Indian's drum track is nothing Indian based to me. No. Like it's not even of that style right. in my head. Like there's some, you know, Soulfly and Sepultura. Right. Well, the, well, we now know what an actual some of the tribal testing. drum sound sounds like. You know, I mean, uh, not not completely, oh, but I mean, uh, well, an, an actual. Now that's the thing. My wife loves to go to the powwows out in Long Island. Yeah. So to see like actual drum stuff is amazing. Yeah. And this ain't even close. Right. But yeah, this song this song always made me feel like, eh. Yeah. And to, to quote you, eh, do I really need to listen to this? Yeah. And the answer is no. Yeah. And I don't. No. And now we're going to... See, I could, cause I, cause I could totally... By the way, I could have picked a, a few more Metallica songs. I love Metallica. Let's hear don't get me no, wrong. No, I want to hear the other songs. Well, that you well definitely. Uh, it was off the same album. What's the one with it? Uh, Until It Sleeps. I actually really like Until It Sleeps. No, see, Until It Sleeps. I, I, didn't, I never told you the Florida story? Apparently not. So uh, Scott McPartland and I are, are very good friends, right? Yes. We were very close. We're, we, we've lost touch, but we, we because of this podcast, we've gotten back in touch with each other. Oh, welcome back, Scott. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, we, well, soon. that album came out, and this is when MTV showed videos, and, and well, the Metal- video was the Metallica first. came out with this video. And they sold, we, we would laugh so hard because they sold that riff as so hard when they played it on the... Oh, yeah. 
and it's not. And, and and they played it hard in the middle part where after the and then they come back in and right and they play it. They they, they make it look like they're playing so hard, and, and it's not. not a heavy riff. And we were in Florida, and this is God. It's gonna sound so weird, but I was. Oh, we were getting ready to go. We were story. getting ready to go out, right? And I'm sitting on the edge of the bed. I'm already dressed. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and the video is on, and I'm chopping because he's in the. He's Scott's in the bathroom. He's taking a shower or whatever he's doing. And the part's coming up, and I'm like, "Oh, I wish he was." There. And he comes running out of that bathroom in his towel. Yeah, I bet his towel was there. Hope it was there, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> he's helicoptering, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> But he comes and, and and at the perfect point, you know, uh, air guitars the, the 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 heavy part, quote unquote heavy part, the heavy part. And uh, it's just what, but that that's so it was so cringy to us, you know. Now I I love I like I said I love these two albums, mm-hmm. Load and Reload. They were really recorded at the same time, released separately instead of a double album because they didn't have faith yeah. that one would sell as a double album really well. Um, I like them. I really do. And, um, because I didn't really watch TV at the time, I heard it before I saw it. Okay. But the first time I saw Metallica in the new era. Oh, with the, with the leopard skin jackets and the makeup and uh the hair. And then I saw them at, um, Allison Chains Unplugged where the bassist had friends don't let friends get friends haircuts written on his bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like... Oh, that is brutal. I'm like, they're catching shit left and right for this. Uh, I told you, guy, uh, this guy Omar that I went to college with used to call him Licka because the metal was all gone. <laughs> I loved it. Um, my friend Dan was a huge Metallica fan. It, it was one of those things where they lost a lot of fans in the process. Yeah. But I, I honestly think, you know, they did what they wanted to do. Yeah. Maybe they were going in a commercial direction, but it felt, it felt good. Listen. With the exception, really, for me, of this song. I love those albums. I, I don't, and mind. even Unforgiven Two is not a band. Unforgiven Three is an un, yeah. ungodly piece of. Garbage. I don't mind a band changing or, or evolving. Yeah, we'll say evolving. Yeah, but this was not an evolution. This was a shift. This was a, you know what I mean? If you evolve, if they evolved into that, I think everybody would be like, ah, all right. Well, the other They're thing getting was, older. Uh, didn't the Black album come in eighty nine? Uh, 91. Was it ninety one? Yeah, ninety one. Okay, so this came out in ninety six. So from 91 to 96, they were touring and writing. Mm-hmm. And I think six years, this this would come from the Black Album. Like that, that isn't an un, uh, like an unreasonable. All right. Because right. it, it's not like they had like a massive change in production. Mm-hmm. They still had Bob Rock and they, they still had the same people producing that they had on the Black Album. All right. So the only thing that changed was, you know, them. I think I think what, what people thought was going to happen was the... Uh, the Slayer thing, where Slayer was Slayer, and then people don't like Seasons in the Abyss because they think they... They don't? There, there was a... When I was... When, when it came out originally, a lot of people were like, oh, Slayer went soft. Seasons in the Abyss is soft? Compared to... Th- th- Speed-wise. Okay. All right? Do you know what's funny? But then Slayer went back, right? They went... Right? And I, o- to, I almost... They, 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 they turned it up to 11. Yeah. Right? So I think they, I think people thought that's what Metallica was going to do, right? The Black Album comes out, and you're like, all right, all right, it's not as heavy, it's not, but the next one, and then the next one's Load, and you're like, oh, Jesus. See, I, I, I guess I didn't take it that way, because... But that's what I'm thinking people thought. 
you know, you got to remember, I was just getting into metal, so I was still looking like I was finding something and then going backwards. And the funny thing is, is back then how different our age is. Oh yeah, that was the difference it, it, between it, it, freshman and senior in high school. Ninety one. I'm I'm fourteen. Ninety one. I'm ten. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's my son and a teenager. You know what yeah. I mean? My son's ten. Yeah. That's my son and hanging out with a fourteen year old. Be like, what the? Yeah. What, are what you is doing, this kid? Dude? Is he yeah. giving you alcohol? Right. So you know. I mean, right now our ages don't matter, but I mean, back yeah. then, ten and fourteen is a huge big yeah, difference. That's, you know? that's a third of your life. Right. That's literally at, at fourteen. That's almost a third of your life. Right. So now the difference. I, actually, that that year, I'm sorry. No, I'm turning fifteen that year. I'm fourteen, turning fifteen. Uh, Ninety one. I'm ten, turning eleven. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Yeah. Either way, I mean, it's you know, no, wait. the age. No, nine turning ten. The. Oy. Yeah, I was born so, in eighty one. So that age difference is huge. Yeah. No, it's it's you massive. Know? The. The so the way you perceived Metallica is different from the way I perceived Metallica. Yeah, but also the year the, the year the Black Album came out. Right, I wasn't listening to anything yet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I was a kid, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I hit high school, it was ninety like the day the CDs were handed to me. <laughs> it was uh, mid July, nineteen ninety six. Summer school. Mm-hmm. So that from ninety six on, I had to go in both directions. Right. I had to learn new stuff, and I was looking back, like this kid didn't give me Black Sabbath or Metallica. Right, you had to find it. I, yeah, I had to find those things, and those came from suggestions from other guys I hung out with. These guys like Matt Hansen and John Sertkowski, all Brooklyn local musicians, and my friend Sean. Sean got me into Iron Maiden and um, uh, Danzig, and I never will forgive him for that. Because dancing holds a special place in my heart. I don't know why. It, it's it's timing and, and places. And that first album, I love. Yeah. And I haven't listened to it in a long time. And every once in a while, I'll break it out and listen to it. I can't get along with anything else. And I don't. I'm going to take a brave step here. I don't like the Misfits, get except you for one album, and it's not a Danzig album. What is it? <laughs> well, it's a Misfits. It's not a Danzig. Oh, whoa, whoa! I am a Michael oh, wait Graves a fan. All right. Can we move on not to the next famous one? I don't monsters. Want to talk no, to no, 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 no. I'm going to talk about this because I'm not. It's not famous monsters. It's American Psycho. Okay. I really like American Psycho, but only because it's not Danzig's voice. He's not trying to do that. It's it's a fun sound. Yeah, I'll take they, a step further. They became a. They, they became a gimmick. They became a gimmick before they became the gimmick. That crossover was there. That that one album, uh-huh. American Psycho. It felt really good. Okay. I after that, not a fan. Michael Graves goes off and does his own thing. He does Gotham Road. Michael Graves, amazing. Uh-huh. On his own, he's awesome. His his stuff in Gotham Road is fantastic. Misfits, I could take him or leave him. Uh, Danzig, take or leave all of it. Everything except for that first album. Not not the Sam, uh, Sam Hain stuff. Specifically Danzig, that first album. Maybe two. It's not supposed to be pronounced Sam Hain, by the way. Uh, Sound I know. <laughs> I'm going by what people are going to be able to look. I know. Uh, Stop getting mad at me. Wow. I'm not mad yet. Don't worry. I feel a little. I I think you're madder at me for not liking the misfits. I feel a little tension. (laughs) (laughs) It's normally I have to defend myself pretty hard at not liking the misfits. Uh, Yeah, I really don't like them at all. Um, Like the whole dancing at all. How the gods kill anything. How the gods kill was okay. Um, But that was at Danzig 3. Three. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember that final that final Danzig thing ends with Danzig Danzig sings Elvis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You I got know. it. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Now we're going to move on to something cringier than that. Yes, this is awesome. This is this is my pick. This is your pick, and I'm is only it, is mad it, is that it, is you it not picked perfect. It. it is perfect. Um, the reason that this is uh, in the zeitgeist of American culture now is because of Family Guy, because they played the entire video for okay, David I, Bowie. I did not even pick it because of that. I know, but this is why it's still in America's. Go ahead. In America's ears and hearts. Dancing in the Streets by David Bowie and Mick Jagger. The most uncomfortable video. Yes. The I've picture ever itself seen. that 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 uh Oh, they're almost they're, they're like almost, almost kissing. kissing. Which, which is which goes not with, that there's anything wrong with that. No, there's nothing there's <laughs> nothing wrong Seinfeld, with that. But but, <laughs> but but it's like you said, the reason why I picked this is because two of the most uh iconic and 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 great singers of our time, and they do a cover of 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 dancing in the streets. Where, like you said, the video's uncomfortable. They're two English guys shouting out American cities. It's so weird. Yes, and not only not only that, the dancing is awkward because it's two British guys dancing in right. the streets, right? Um, with like long coats. One's got a long coat. The other one's got a kind of puffy jacket. Hands in the pockets, dancing, yeah. almost arm in arm. It's so it's, weird. And everyone brings the, everyone jumps at the homoerotic look to it. I don't care about that. Right. It's the ugly clothes. The no, but we shot this at night in an alley. But it's who it is too. And it is two of the most prolific rock stars right. in history. Awkward as shit. Right. Not needed. Not need. What did they do this for? I hope it's well. Was judging it an by, album? Did they do an album? It together? was from David Bowie's album. Okay. Because it was... Oh, so this is, this is like a, a Paul McCartney, Michael Jackson kind of thing. By the way, that could have been oh, on this list. on this list, too. Yeah. Say, say, say. Say, 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 or Ebony and Ivory. Ebony and Ivory was Paul McCartney. And, that was Michael Jackson? Yeah. You he sure? Did, he did one with Stevie Wonder, too. But that's, that's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the Stevie Wonder one yeah. is, is more known, but they did one for Michael Jackson, oh, too. Oh, I didn't know that. And he didn't use it. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that that's... Controversial because of the way their friendship ended. Oh, that he bought all the he Beatles bought all songs? the Beatles all the Beatles the Beatle songs out, out the, from the, under him. Oh, I didn't know it was out from under he, him. He basically he, um, Paul was trying to get Yoko to pool money to buy the Beatles catalog for right. shared access and shared rights, and Michael Jackson outbid them both oh, wow. by a lot. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, and and it was under Paul McCartney's in, uh, not instructions but guide to uh, to get rights to other people's songs. As an investment. Yeah. So he literally goes, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. I'll buy your shit. <laughs> and that ended, that ru- like ruined their friendship. So who has the, not at Mike's, de- Michael's dead, who has the Beatles? I don't know. I don't know if it went back to Paul McCartney. I know. Or does it, or does it go into. Into his estate, maybe? Like Par- maybe Paris, Michael and that Prince or, Michael? Or, or, or does it just become public no, it doesn't become public domain. public domain. No, no. Usually, it can go. It passes down the family. That's so why there's would stay in in Michael Jackson's family. I think so. Oh my god! I have to. I have to ask somebody wow, about I that. Look into if that. there's yeah. a correction, someone who please let us yeah. know. But because um, I know there's other music that the family has control over. Yeah. Um, same thing with Prince. That family was fighting over royalties. That I remember. Yeah. And f- so-called illegitimate children of Prince kept popping now, up. Now. Here's the thing is is I heard something because Bruce Springsteen just sold his catalog. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, I, I got to look this up. But there was a reason why he did it. 
You can make more money selling your catalog than it is to own it or something like that. Because of streaming now. Right. They'll sell, you sell right, it off for a bulk number and then maybe that company will make it back in streaming. Right. But not in your lifetime. Ah, uh, Okay. The same thing. I didn't Motley Crue just sell off all oh, their stuff. Oh, I don't stuff? know. I, I remember the, the I remember the Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen's thing. huge. I remember hearing that. Yeah, that. And I think Billy Joel was looking at the, at the same oh, option, yeah? but I don't think he was gonna. Billy Joel has a whole. We're gonna talk about Billy Joel later. Um, yeah, you're not you're not getting away from Billy Joel. <laughs> um, yeah, but his he has a weird catalog and and very very extensive. Right. Uh, David Bowie. David Bowie's one of those you know one of those iconic. Musicians, right? And here's the funny thing about him. Speaking of Metallica, how many times he changed? Yes, and, and it was constant fine, evolution. But it was fine because that was him. That's what he did. He was a constantly evolving musician, right? And all of it was great. Well, I mean, some of it was duds, but for the most part, he did stuff that everybody loved. Even when it, it took a little time to get used to, but he did stuff that 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 people just loved. Yes, I actually. Every once in a while, you for, you forget what he did musically, and you'll hear uh, Major Tom or oh, or even even I'm afraid of Americans. Oh, with with Trent Reznor. The only thing that I did I haven't gotten into, and it, this was a kind of it's a kind of sad one was the last album where he knew he was dying. Yeah, actually, um, my friend, uh, former guitarist from Shadow Demise, Dan, mm-hmm. uh, his wife Emily uh, is a huge Bowie fan. Yeah, and. Like she was going like when he passed, she was going through like track listings and stuff like that of these amazing songs. Right, and it was really help. Like it was really helpful to to see some of his work that mm-hmm. way and to see it through somebody who's a super fan's eyes was really cool. Yeah, and that's kind of like what what we do here. Like we're pointing out the stuff that we find interesting. In this case, we're not pointing it out for the good, <laughs> but we're no, doing. We're, it. No, we're going back and forth. We're talking about their good stuff too. Oh yeah, no, we're recognizing thing. the good. It's the same thing with uh with uh, uh Mick Jagger. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, honestly, Mick Jagger only, like to me, I don't remember any solo stuff. I just remember I the Stones. Yeah. I, I'm and sure his acting solo career. St- I'm, sure, I'm sure there's solo stuff. I don't think so. Like, I, I, there's I don't this. Know. But anyhow, uh, and he's still doing it. Oh, yeah. And how? Is he in the, his 70s? He, he has to be, no, he has to be old. He has to be late 70s, early 80s. Shut your because mouth. I think we went through this a couple. He was couple famous before ago. Black Sabbath, and that's in the sixties. And that's in the sixties, late sixties, early seventies. Right, and if Ozzy's and they have been famous 70s. since the late fifties. Holy, there's no way he's there's no way he's doing this in his eighties. They, I, I haven't seen anything about them performing recently. Yeah, but they were up until a couple of years ago. Right, they were right. they but were before out the about, pandemic. I would say, right? Yeah, I I I remember the oldest members of that band were. I think Bill Wyman and Charlie Watts. Yeah. And um, the Wyman was bassist, Charlie Watts drummer. Uh, they, I think they're out. Like, no matter what, I think they're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, of their own accord. But that's, that's I can't imagine, like, I, I work in a hospital. I see 80-year-olds on a regular right. basis. Not one of them, I right. think, can get on stage and sing Jumping Jack Flash. Right. My dad is 83. I, you know, I mean, listen. Wow. Really just throwing him under the bus there, huh? Why? <laughs> my dad's old as shit. Yeah, yeah, my dad's old no, too. No, but what I'm saying is is that, like, like you're saying, I, you know, my dad, he works out. He, he eats well. I mean, you know, he's, but he's 83. Yeah. My dad would never be old. If, 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 if Mick Jagger is near in his 80s, that's crazy. That's well, look crazy. At, look at Tom Jones. 
working. Not he doesn't perform as much, but he's on the Voice, right? But, in I think England. But but here's the thing: is Tom Jones just kind of sits there and croons. Mick Jagger. Have you runs, ever seen Tom Jones sing? There is nothing croon about the way he sings. But you know what I mean? He he doesn't run around the stage like Mick Jagger does. No, but at the same time, he sings on a level so much more powerful yeah. than Mick Jagger. Uh, imagine look, the only person I can consider close in age to Mick Jagger, and this is a pretty big age difference, is Bruce Dickinson running around on stage yeah. with a backpack and the flamethrowers, <laughs> that, which is crazy. Yeah, he brings out a claymore sword. I guess it just takes it's listen, right? These guys can do it. I'm sure there's other guys who would love to do it but can't, and those bands are not around anymore. And the other, my other favorite is ZZ Top. You know, they lost their bassist right. last year. And they're still going. And they have a new bassist, and he's cool. But he's not the same as the others. Yeah. But they're old as shit. <laughs> I mean, they're... And I don't mean that to be an insult, but they're older guys. Yeah. Um, two of the members, uh, Dusty, the one who passed away, and their drummer, were also members of a fake band in the in the 50s. Mm-hmm. The Zombies. You know, heard the song Time of the Season? Yeah, Obviously. my son was born to it. Okay. That's very specific... No, yeah. yeah. And you, okay, let me tell you a quick story. The opposite I, of what uh, songs to bump it to. So, songs that have a baby to. Yeah. So when when my first my, when my son Logan was born, we played this on his birthday every day, every year. Just last week we played it because he turned ten. The time of the season was playing because we we um, uh, my wife was 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 rolled into the operating room, and this was the weirdest thing. We're we're going in and they go, "What kind of music you like?" And we didn't want to say, you know, my my wife goes rancid or you know we're not going to have the doctor. So we said classic rock. And they put a classic rock station on, and while uh, doing- he, he was he was born a C-section, as they were showing him to us, that was the song that was playing. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah. So we play it every year. We tell him, this is the song you were born to. That's really sweet. Which is pretty funny, because one of the lines is, who's your daddy? Yeah. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Yeah. Is he rich like me? Yeah. <laughs> well, no. We, we keep that part out, but... So, um, yeah. So back in the, in the late 50s, early 60s... Mm-hmm. Uh, they were part of a band called the Zombies. Yeah. But it wasn't the Zombies. It wasn't the guys who wrote Time of the Season. Okay. Uh, the, the Zombies were a British band. Uh-huh. They were very famous in Britain, and they got a hit in America. And somebody said, well, nobody knows what they look like. Right. So we'll just get a band together and tour them as the Zombies. Really? And then uh, that's in Texas. Yeah. And in Detroit, another guy had the same idea. Yeah. And started touring them as the Zombies. Really? The zombies broke up in England. Yeah. They found out they had a huge following in, in America, America. Yeah. got back together, and sued both bands. Nice. Um, so the band, um, the Texas Zombies, mm-hmm. decided, well, we enjoy playing with each other. I know that sounds weird, but no, they that, we enjoy working together. I didn't even pick it up that way, but thanks. We enjoy working together. Yeah. Let's keep doing it. And yeah. that's how ZZ Top got started. Shut your hole. I swear to God. I swear that's how that's how ZZ Top was founded. That is awesome. Uh, Frank Beard and Dusty, uh, they are the founding members of ZZ Top, but, along with Billy Gibbons. I love that his name is Beard. And, <laughs> He's yeah. the only guy without one. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> so, Dancing in the Streets, awkward as shit. Yeah, um, gr- it's a good song. It's just not a good song by David <laughs> the Bowie. Original song. Yeah, yeah. the original is awesome. <laughs> But not by David Bowie no. and and Mick Jagger. No, it is awkward. And uh, now we're gonna go to the next double dose. Yeah, which is again, it, it's 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 
metal royalty. Yeah, metal royalty. And speaking of people who were kicked out of Metallica, yeah, <laughs> we'd like to mention uh, "Sweating Bullets" by Megadeth. Yeah, uh, from Countdown to Extinction. Um, not my least favorite album. No, uh, probably my second least favorite or third. Okay, I, I, I. This is. It's the, got a couple of good tracks. This, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you a, a quick story about this. So, uh, this is the album I met Johnny to. I had a bootleg copy of this and Pantera's, uh, uh, which, which, which was the blue one with the skull stronger uh, than all far beyond, far driven. beyond driven, far beyond that stronger than all was a song. Yeah. Durr. Well, uh, it's always, it's always far beyond driven or a uh, vulgar display of power. Yeah. And I can never remember which order they go in. Uh, vulgar display first. It's vulgar yeah. then, then, yeah. Uh, so my cousin, I don't know. I forget. He worked somewhere and he gave me a cassette. With uh, Far Beyond Driven on one side. This is a month or two before it comes out. Mm. And Symphony of Destruction on the other side. Right? And you handed them that cassette back. And No, <laughs> I didn't kidding. know. I'm kidding. So uh, I, I, I met this kid, John, at the pool hall. And I told him I had, you know, we, we I forget how it happened. But I remember us sitting outside the pool hall on Horace Harding uh, Expressway. Uh, listening to it on a on a Walkman together, yeah, one in each ear, yeah. I used to love doing that, with and people. that's and that's Johnny Fisher. I love John. John, we love you, and uh, uh, if yeah. you're listening, uh, we that do want to have you on. That was in the yeah, of course, and that was in the '90s. That me and John have known. I've known John probably thirty years. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, trying to no, I'm trying to you know. Uh, I I'd gotten in contact with John earlier this week. We we anytime I talk to him, it's a blast. He's he's so funny. He's uh, by the way, unworked apparel. Yes, for all your t-shirt needs, he has great designs. He'll make you whatever you need at whatever size, whatever you need. Um, he actually made memorial patches when uh, my friend Pedro passed away. I contacted him immediately mm-hmm. if we could get some more memorials done for him. Uh, we might actually be doing it again for uh, my friend John who passed. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some memorial patches and stuff. He has if he can't do it, he'll find you somebody who can. Uh, he's been awesome. I have tons of his his unworked apparel designs. Uh-huh. Stuff he's long like he lost the designs right, for right. moves. I have Ooh, collectors items. Yeah, collectors <laughs> items. They're fat and stretched out. <laughs> the, the, all the ink is ripped away because I'm gigantic, <laughs> and I roll in my sleep like an alligator. <laughs> death. He's going to the death. He's roll. going to the death row. <laughs> so, so sweating bullets. Sweating bullets is it's it. It was it was bad when it came out, and then the video made it worse. And then the video made it worse, and then they remastered it, which is what I'm listening to now. Oh, all and the remasters of Megadeth stuff have been an unmitigated disaster. But what they did was they, they Dave Mustaine does not have a good voice to begin with. No, and then you isolate his voice with no music behind it. Yes, and no reverb and no effects at all, and it's it's terrible. It's painful. And then he's talking to himself. I know it's this whole, you know, uh, uh, mental illness thing that he's trying to get across. But, dude. Which, if I'm not mistaken, Dave Mustaine has no history of mental illness. He has drug addiction problems that he's blamed on mental illness and then knocks other people for having mental illness. But I, I, I just, I can't. I can't do it. And then there's no riff. It's it's it, three notes. It. Yeah. Does it? That, and then, okay, there's that little part where he goes, you know, 
but there's no there's no song there. Yeah, no, there's it's it's such an uncomfortable like it's it's cringe. It's pure cringe. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> it's un it's unpleasant to the ears for me. <laughs> and I'm just reading what I wrote. I put no thought into music. I'm like, everything I'm saying, I didn't even have to read it. Uh, on my notes. The one of the one of the, my complaints, the video I hated. Yeah. The the music I'm not a fan of. It sounds like they were trying to do like the way the old blues used to do, like the dun, 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 dun. Yeah. But trying to make it heavy. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Because I never look at it that way, but okay. Because yeah. four white guys are not gonna get that kind of emotion through right. in that style. And Dave Mustaine's not because I don't even know if he knows what that is. Yeah. To say the least. You know? He's one of the most tone deaf people. Oh. I think like not musically, physically, but, uh, but, uh, 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 emotionally, phys- yeah. uh, emotionally tone deaf. He mentally, has no idea yeah. how to read a room. He right. doesn't know like his opinions are always weirdly negative. Like, and then he tried to do that, that, you know, Hey, Dave Mustaine's a good guy. When a couple months ago, that TikTok came out where he was handing the kid, whatever. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. He walked, he walked into he the crowd behind and gave them. the kid a guitar pick. No, he sat, beside, he sat behind them. Yeah. And then the hand, that was during, the, that was during the, the, the show. It was no, it was before. Yeah, like they were doing setup. Right, right in between yeah. Bands he just came out. Yeah, yeah, it's creepy. Right, it's creepy it creepy? No, it's, it, it would be nice if it wasn't Dave Mustaine. Yeah, because you know he's just doing that for like a PR. Like, hey, yeah. look, at, uh, I'm a nice guy. No, uh, Axel Rose throwing the microphone into the crowd <laughs> up until he, this incident. Right. Yeah, was a cool thing. It just happens that he hurt somebody. Right. But up at, until then, but at least he. He, oh, he he went on the immediate. I'm so sorry. Right, which but I I think it's genuine. Oh, it I think he thought way. it was cool until somebody got, and he was like, oh, like shit. he nailed somebody in the face yeah, by accident. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. And he said, I'm yeah. not gonna do that anymore. Yeah, you know, and that's reasonable. Do you, I know you have to have something that somebody threw into the crowd at some point? Huh? You don't have something that somebody threw from the stage into the crowd at some point? I don't think so. Drumsticks. I don't think Mike ever picks. threw drumsticks into the crowd. No, not you. Not from your side. I mean, as a as a fan. Oh yeah, like yeah, I have guitar picks from oh, I like have nothing, Machine no. Head, uh, Machine Head. From I told the you, Halo I was tour. the guy in the pit, or or now I'm the guy on this. I'm nowhere near catching something at the at, at the show. Oh, you've obviously never seen what Dream Theater does. He, oh, no, throwing sticks seen, as far back as he can get. I've never seen Dream Theater. I think you're missing out a little bit. All right, I think I think you're. I think you need to <laughs> to take a step. Maybe we'll drag you to a dream theater show. Oh, not, maybe not a dream theater show. But we're going to see winery we'll see dogs. Winery dogs yeah. And wh- when we see winery dogs, you'll get to see Portnoy. And Portnoy yeah. is very impressive. Billy Sheehan and Richie Kotzen. I don't know if you know this, but uh, Richie Kotzen doesn't use guitar picks. Uh, he I, plays entirely with his I fingers. I did not know that. And Mike has sent me a couple of videos of him. So that's, It's horrifying. He's nutty, though, right? Didn't Mike say he's like a little... He's a little off kilter. Yeah. Uh, so is Portnoy. So is Billy Sheehan. Billy Sheehan is... Uh, a, I'll call him a loon. I'll be I'll be nice and say a loonies. But I well I, the funny thing is when I asked Mary Jane if she wanted to go to the Winery Dogs show, I was like I don't know them either. I was like, well, listen, and she was like, yeah, we just want to get out. It's it sounds like a fun time, and this will be our my wife and I's first concert since yeah uh, since before the pandemic. Our last pa- uh, pre pandemic show was Ginger. Wow, really? At the Gramercy. Okay. By the way, don't like Ginger too much. I, I do when I don't. I, I, is it the growling? Uh, yeah, I, no, but also I. That uh, that that sounds sexist, but I don't like girls doing that. Okay, I I I, I can understand. I used to I used to feel the same way, like like um, like uh, uh, Alyssa Alyssa uh, White Lose. Right, she has a beautiful voice. Yes, she does. And then she does that, and I'm like, what? The? 
I actually love both of those things. And yeah. I actually, that's she one does of the well. reason. She does it well. I love Tatiana from, from Ginger. Okay. Is that she has a beautiful singing voice. Does she, she had, do both too? Because I've only oh, heard yeah. of it. I've never listened to Ginger. Just what I've heard. I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, man. Her singing voice is phenomenal. She did, like I said, with um, 12 Foot Ninja. She did a cover. Yeah. Uh, not a cover. She did a duet with uh, their singer, Nick. And she um, she sings. No growling. Uh-huh. It's phenomenal. Yeah. And uh, uh, Ginger is one of those bands. Yeah, they're super heavy. Yeah. But they have some of those weird, intricate parts. I wouldn't say off time, but just... Definitely more progressive style. Are they American or no? No, they are Ukrainian. Oh. So interesting story about Ginger. Um, she was living in L.A. with her boyfriend at the time of the Ukrainian uh, conflict started. Okay. Um, both the guitarist and the bassist were in the Ukraine. Oh. Um, they One works in the healthcare field. The yeah. other one was in like textiles. Really? You're in Ginger and you still, they still have to have regular jobs, Well, he, huh? had, he had, like I have, a, a job where he it's passionate. Yeah. Yeah. They quit their jobs and started making Molotovs. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Wow, they went nuts. full Ukrainian yeah, resistance. Yeah. Say what you want about any any country. Yeah. There's nobody who loves their homeland like Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. Geez. I mean, they're like, not to get political, but these people love their homeland. They have a term, Slava Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It means glory yeah. to Ukraine. It's and it's they mean it. They love their country. Yeah. Their flag is the is the blue skies over the yellow fields of sunflower seeds. Huh. Right. Of sunflowers. They're, it's beautiful. And these guys, when they heard there was a conflict, they stopped what they were doing to help. <laughs> I, fought. I, I, you know what? I don't I'll, know if I would ever do it. <laughs> and and that is the difference. Yeah. So listen. So I picked a, a cringy Megadeth and, song, and I picked cringier. And you picked probably the winner of this fucking playlist. Oh no! No, definitely not. No. No. I mean, this is not the winner. No, to me, I don't think so. When this part of uh, uh, Dave, I, I, I'm shocked. I was, I was. You had to pick my jaw off the floor when this started playing. So, my choice for Megadeth, and this wasn't, this wasn't even discussed beforehand. I picked Crushem from the album Risk, uh, which is there uh, around the same time as Reload came out. Okay, uh, Risk came out. And it was a very big departure from their previous stuff. Is much more mellowed down. This is the reason Marty Friedman left Megadeth. Not only this album, but this is one of the songs that this, he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to go to Japan, okay. and I'm going to do whatever I want." Because let me, can I, can I? Okay, you want to explain why, why you picked it, and then I'll, I'll. Yeah, the song what, fucking what sucks. Okay, good. It just that, sucks top to bottom. Here's 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 what I have written down. Soup to nuts. Right. First off, it starts out and it sounds like a goddamn Nine Inch Nails song. And not in a good way. No, no. And then it turns it out like, are they trying to make a dance song? <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's right? that bad. And then there's, there's in, in the first third of the song, Dave Mustaine does this groan or something. Uh-huh. He goes, uh, what? it was the most unnerving thing I've ever heard. Thank God he only does it once in the song. <laughs> it's, that's what gets the chill going up yeah. your back. Right, and then because I'm I'm reading down my thing, then it, in the middle it almost turns into speaking of them before a ZZ Top song. Yep, it gets very uh, a groovy kind of yeah rock rock groove like a like a you know. So this is like I said, this is the I, last time. I have one more thing. Oh yeah, does Dave Mustaine rap at the end? A little bit. 
Holy shit. It's terrible. It's all around awful. This, so this was the reason that a lot of Megadeth fans gave up on Megadeth. Yeah. Now, I, I know you why. punched out, you punched out a countdown, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So you missed out on Euthanasia. So that was actually a really good album. Okay. Um, I will suggest that if we ever do a deep dive on one band, we do that album. Okay. Because it's a really good well, well written The thing album. is that that's when my transition from metal to, to punk. Punk and, and ska. Stuff, yeah. Went to. So so it's not that I I just I, I abandoned metal for a while. No, but you punched like you punched out of Megadeth because yeah. you moved on to something else. Right, right. Uh, a lot of people punched out of Megadeth at risk because it was so bad. The whole album. The whole album stinks. Yeah. There's not a good track on it. Okay. Um, I could have picked any one of these songs. I just picked the douchiest one from a soundtrack. <laughs> By the way, That's soundtrack. Not a soundtrack? Song, Universal Soldier. Two? Wait, I think two. Not even Universal Soldier. Not the first one. Oh no, one. it wasn't the first one. It was the one with it was the one with Goldberg. It was the one that the nobody wrestler. watched. Yeah, nobody watched. Anything past Universal... the DVD. No, it didn't. It should have said yeah. it should have. So yeah, it stinks. Um uh Dave Mustaine should feel bad for have written it. Um Marty Friedman left and Marty Friedman kept his career going in Japan, writing with an amazing band behind him. Uh-huh. Um his his bassist one of my favorite female bassists in the world. Um, they're just a fun, a fun time all around. Mm-hmm. And the reason that he left is because of this, this album. Yeah. I won't, I'll say this song, but it's really the entire album. Yeah. His okay. experience was so negative. And this led to other, other uh, musicians coming in for one album and leaving, you know, uh, they, for Megadeth, for Megadeth. Um, the next, the next album, the world needs a hero has Al Petrelli for one album. Al Petrelli is a guitar uh, virtuoso. And they He's couldn't amazing. hold on to him. Yeah. And they could, it's not that they couldn't hold on to him. He treated him like crap until he left. Why? Why join the band and then... They treated him du- like... They well, treated like him? They well, treated, treated him treated. like a... No, oh, they, they treated, treated him. Okay. And not they. Dave. Dave, yeah. Dave was like, oh, you can't come in here with a beard. You got to shave. You got to... What? Yeah, he has all these rules. Like, you can't, you can't wear, like, T-shirts on stage. Have you ever noticed how they dress... They're very specifically dressed up for what they're doing. Really, and it's I've it's such that. a douche way to to deal with people. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's wearing like fancy jeans and a white button down shirt. Yeah, that's great. Right. Um. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just remember, um, Dream Theater when they made their first music video, their singer was wearing a Napalm Death T shirt. Yeah. Because he wanted other people to see the name Napalm Death. That's that's pretty cool. You know that's that's I've, I've, yeah. that's friendship. That's friendship on a level that most people won't understand. Um, Faith no more. Faith no more. Um, a, a Billy, I think it was Billy Gould mm. or or Jim Martin was Jim Martin was wearing the tribute to Cliff T shirt. Yes, I think it was. Yeah, that's it was, that's it was, a huge deal. Jim Martin, yeah. Um, Dave Mustaine would never allow that. Yeah, and that's that's one of the many ways because it's not focusing the attention on Megadeth. Yes, and that's why I think he's a douche. All right. And rant. Yeah. No. Continue rant. Uh, mm. The next song. Uh, this we, we went a little backwards with Megadeth. We went in order of their releases rather than <laughs> what we picked. Now, this one is a me pick, and it was The One I Want by Van Halen. And this is not Van Halen or Van Hagar. This is Van Sharon. <laughs> and in defense of Gary Sharon, I love Gary Sharon. I like Extreme. Um this album has a couple of really great songs. This, this is not, not one, one of them. them. <laughs> this is definitely. This, 
uh, I, I wrote lyrically not the best I put. Lyrically, <laughs> he says at one point, pizza man just wants a slice. <laughs> and at that point, I really could have just thrown, and this is talking about CDs, CDs I would have thrown my good. CD yeah. player out the window and jumped after it. <laughs> I, I, and then overall, I just wrote that the that the song sounds lazy. It, it uh, that's a, the problem with a lot of the Sharon stuff is that it sounds piecemeal. Yeah, and this is a very piecemeal song. Yeah, it and it was it was tough getting through this one. And I will I will say I will say this about Gary Sharon. Gary Sharon is responsible for two of two of the greatest songs in my mind ever written about love. Uh-huh. Uh huh. More than words and wholehearted. Okay, those are amazing songs to mm-hmm. me. There, one is definitely like a ballad. The other one's more of an upbeat song about yeah, love. Yeah, but they're amazing. And then this, this—it's not fair. It's not fair that <laughs> it's he not got fair to Van Halen. He got not fair this, to him. He got this Van Halen. You know, he got. Right. I, I don't think the brothers were on the best of terms at this point. Right. Um, Michael Anthony was just playing along. Right. He, this is right before he joined Sammy Hagar and his solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was not fun. Uh, it's it's it. This song sucks. Yeah, and <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's I. But it's like I said. It, I don't think it's Gary Sharon. I I don't even blame the band. I, I, just, I just feel like it's it's all kind of. It should have been over. They were trying. They were they, they were trying to extend. The the they were using the paddles. Yeah yeah yeah. And they were trying to extend Van Halen for what it was, and it just. If they had started the, the another band and called it something different, this might gone. have been di- completely different. Right. They were trying to keep Van Halen alive. With another singer, and we talked about this in the replacements. Uh, he's a great singer, mm-hmm. a phenomenal singer, a five octave wonder. Yeah, um, this is not his best showing, right? And Gary Sharon is much better than this. Mm-hmm. And is he, they, what is he doing now? Is he still? I don't know. I hope I, maybe doing stuff. With, no, I don't know if Extreme still active because yeah. I I know. I know their drummer but, isn't is with somebody else. Yeah. They could be behind the scenes. I'm gonna, I'm, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna check with Mike on that. Yeah, you know, because Mike, Mike is probably the best wealth of of knowledge <laughs> that we have, other than the internet. <laughs> um, but Gary Sharon was phenomenal, mm-hmm. and he was a great writer. He was he was a dancer on stage too. He was a guy who danced around. Uh-huh. Not a lot of rock music uh, musicians ha- have that in them still. Mm-hmm. He was very much a move around guy. Um. Yeah, I feel I almost feel bad for him for this for beating this up cuz he doesn't deserve this kind of ire. Mm-hmm. Van Halen either cuz if if you think about how many albums they had and how many stinkers they had, yeah. Their ratio is phenomenal. Oh yeah. Like really they have like one full album that was that was panned and maybe a couple of songs. Listen, and, and to be able to switch singers and the second singer is just as popular if not more than the first. And to keep to keep going through that, and that's right. the other thing we said about ACDC, you know, to, to keep something alive, yeah, and to keep a style alive. But but you got to know, and I mean, and it, and it could have happened to any of the bands we spoke about in that, in that episode. You don't know. They get Gary Sharon, and they're like, oh, maybe we can keep going, but it just doesn't work. Yeah, you know. And the other thing that I wanted to say about Van Halen is this didn't feel like the party band. Right, and this is the only you album that up like the last thing. time. Yeah, they are they're very much a party, right? And this party was, centric band. This is not it. Yeah, they sang about love, but it was uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of the like we talked about the, that song with uh, without you. Yeah, the, the 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 video track that they put out. Right, and we talked about a year to the day, which is depressing. Uh-huh. It makes you feel something, but 
I don't know if it would be considered a good thing. Yeah. Like for me, I love that song. Yeah. But that's the only song I love on this album. But and it's but it's not a Van Halen feel. Exactly the whole yeah. You know. It's 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 Eddie writing for Gary Sharon's voice, but yeah. I don't know if that meant a good thing for Van Halen. Yeah. So Van Halen, um, Gary Sharon, I'm sorry. I know you're never going to hear this anyway. <laughs> Who the fuck listens to us? But yeah, uh, to move on, somebody I have no problem making fun of. Come on, uh, Mr. Tree Hitter himself. Fight me, Billy Joel. Now listen, come on. Oh, you're a Brooklyn guy. That's uh, why. <laughs> Listen, I have no. Pro- I, I honestly, in, I don't have. A problem I grew up with Billy in Queens. Joel. I live in Long Island now. Yeah, right. He's probably hit the tree outside I, your house. He might have. <laughs> I live on a dead end. Uh, but he has been. It, it, it's almost if you're not from New York, if you're not from specifically Queens or Long Island, you mostly. Uh, he he's like he's like he's like a given. He is a New York given. I've 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 lived with. Billy Joel in my life, his music, my whole life. Absolutely. So, so it pains me to 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 bring up the entertainer. Yes, yeah, it's, it's if not the listen. I know, I know. There's 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 your Billy Joel haters like you, who you know give him no no props. But uh, he's a, an institution, and 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 this song. Is just terrible. I just want to remind you. I had to look it up just now. This is not the weirdest thing Billy Joel has ever done. What do you mean weird? It's not the strangest thing. Like it's a cringe song. It's it, it's just a weird. Why are you explaining? Like I, I, I laid all kind of girls. Much like what the? F- just remember, and he the was the singer for Attila. S- the weird sounds. He was also the singer for a, a rock band, uh, Attila. When? Uh, In the sixties? No. Uh, early seventies. Yeah. Well, didn't his first album come out in seventy four? His, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Their the self titled album came out seventy. Yeah, Billy Joel's. No, Attila. Oh, Attila. Yeah. Now that they're a rock band. Yeah. I'll play you that when we're done. All right. It's weird. Uh, most people don't know that he was in a rock band. Yeah, I no. I, uh, I Michael no Bolton was in a hair metal band. That I know. It's hilarious, but but yeah, the, the 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 entertainer, yeah, it's so bad. Come on, tell me, fight me. No, what am I supposed to? Am I supposed to defend this? No, <laughs> I don't know. You, you you put my defenses up. What defenses? My defenses up when uh when you uh when you said you didn't like Billy Joel. I don't. And but here's the thing. It's got the weird the so the, the weird synth sounds in the beginning. <laughs> It's not even a piano, and he's now, the piano man. I'm going to list this in order. I don't like the song. Oh, God, here we go. I don't like Billy Joel. Yeah. I love his 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 show politics. I love. What do you mean? Okay, so you know he doesn't sell the front row seats. He doesn't sell uh-huh. up close. He gives them away. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you can't buy your way to the front. Right. So the rich people don't get don't get the right. better seats. I love that. Right. Um, he, he saves that for, like... The fans, you know, uh-huh. people who would really appreciate his music, give them to the, give the rich people the mezzanine, give them, you know, out in yeah. the back, you know, he he loves his fans. I don't hate him for I don't really hate him. You don't I just like, like his making, music. I like make, I like making fun of him. Honestly, Uptown Girl, amazing. <laughs> the River of Dreams, that all that stuff is phenomenal. His newer stuff also really good. I, I I it's not that I hate him. Yeah. 
There's something that bothers me about his face. <laughs> it's just something about it's very his punchable. Is something about his face? I want to scrape it across concrete. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to put it. That's I just hilarious. want to. I just want to drag him there. <laughs> it's so bad. So, all right, we'll stop with Eddie. I almost said Eddie Murphy. <laughs> we'll stop with Billy Joel. Because it's, a, it's just listen, it's just a bad song. It's a bad song. It's a bad song think, about about being an entertainer. Yeah, and he's not that entertaining when it comes to the song. Yeah, no, no, no. This could have saw. This could have been called. I'm mildly amusing in this moment. Yeah, and not even I, that much because his other songs are so much better. And my, I, I I have never seen him live, but my cousin has gone to. I, I texted him a, a, a few a few months ago about how many he's up to like forty. Oh yeah, my cousin goes every time. You know all the, you know when he had the. I don't know if he still does. The, uh, the Madison Square Garden? Yeah. My friend Desi went to one a while back. No, my she... cousin goes to every one. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's got to be difficult. I hey, Listen, he's been to, if not all of them, he's pretty damn close to going to every ballpark in the United States. That's amazing. Yeah. My... Is he a baseball guy? Huh? Yeah. Or oh, just he's huge, guy? No, he's a huge Mets fan. Unrelated, but somewhat related. One of the guys I went to x-ray school, Yeah, he decided he was going to see Elton John. But he didn't want to see Elton John in New York at Giant Stadium or whatever. So he went to the O2 Arena in England. He took like a week-long tour to Europe. Yeah, that's that's dedication. Just to go see Elton John. He took, you know, he took his wife. That's a great way to do it. Destination plus a concert. That's right. a genius move. And he went for like a week. He, went, he was there for a week. That was his vacation. Yeah, he went plus on vacation and then cool. happened to so- see Elton John, which was the reason he yeah. was there. I would love that. I would never go see Elton John. Oh, I you would? Now, now that he's retiring, I don't like Elton John. Really? Yeah, he's my Billy Joel. Okay, I I can respect him being your Billy Joel because <laughs> uh, I'm still you standing. Know, you know, rough video. You know what's funny? Rough is, song. I, 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 I'm doing that just to be, you know, cause a little you, facetious. Because yeah, because you because you shadow on Billy Joel. Yeah. So uh, I I enjoy some Elton John songs. Yeah, there's th- some Sorry. of that stuff is is wild. Yeah, and the fact that. Not I don't know about Billy Joel, but the way Elton John writes is is mind boggling. You know, he has a writing partner. Yeah. Who doesn't live anywhere near him. Okay. So Bernie Topin, his writing partner, will write lyrics mm-hmm. and send them to him. It used to be fax, I probably email now. And if he didn't hear a response email now. in a half an hour, yeah. he would throw it out or delete it. The song? Yeah. So you mean there could be some great Elton John songs that out there and we would have make no it. idea? Yep. Wow. Well think about it this way. Every song had to have something within the first half hour or it wasn't used. Right. Which is crazy because what if the guy was taking a shit? Think about think about how many songs that we've heard. Can you feel the love tonight? Yeah, yeah. Uh Candle in the Wind. These yeah. are all written as a, as a as a team. Right. Imagine what didn't get written because right. Cause, cause, it, yeah. he didn't respond or didn't want to respond or couldn't think of anything fast enough. <laughs> That's funny. Uh it's amazing. Yeah. And our last song. Yes, do it. This is the, uh, and this what? hurts every every time every time I, we I, we answer one I'm like oh no this is this is the worst one this is the yeah. worst one no this uh. this this I I put it at the end because I feel it's the piece de resistance okay the 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 capstone go ahead to our terrible songs by good bands our cringe songs by good bands and this is Pink by Aerosmith what were they thinking I I, I know what they were thinking oh okay well <laughs> <laughs> I meant by releasing the song <laughs> not what they were thinking about when they wrote the song so the song is on the album nine lives which is not a good album that's when they came back this or? is this is actually i think their second to last studio album okay uh this was in the early 2000s 
Was it that late? Yeah. Okay. Because this had this had real CGI in it. Okay. Because I I know you're thinking of um, the the album with amazing. Yes. Yeah. I thought and this was I thought that, that was is, on no, this. No. Oh. Okay. No. That album. That album is awesome. Yeah. This is not that album. The, hey, this is this is not no. the this is not the Alicia Silverstone uh, uh, era. The Alicia Silverstone, Liv Tyler, and, and Liv Tyler era. No. 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 This is this is after that. Oh. This is CGI. Steven Tyler's head on a woman's body. Oh, I do remember that. Yeah, their, videos, the, their video was cringe. The song was cringe. Yeah, I think I, I think I repressed it. Uh, was it uh, Steve Perry as a centaur? What? Yeah, that I whole don't re- thing is terrible. Yeah, I, I definitely repressed it like a like a like a like a like bad, a bad uh, attack, like a, like an attack in the subway. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so bad. It's it's such an uncomfortable song too. Like it just doesn't. It feels like they were forcing. Well, it's it's. <sighs> It's Steven Tyler being literal when he used to be so well at 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 uh dancing the like line. dancing around yeah like love in an elevator pump the entire yeah. the entire right. album title right pump back in the saddle you know yeah it's it, he was so good at, at at he it's right there but he doesn't say it yeah this he's the, just like eh. it's vagina yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's vagina yeah yeah great I'm glad you said it Steven now it's gross for everybody. <laughs> It's gross for all of us. I'm thinking about an old guy who's yeah, thinking about right. vagina. <laughs> You're a mess, Steven Tyler. But yeah, yeah, so. And just remember, this is not the worst thing that's ever been written. It's just the worst thing we could think of this time. Oh, yeah. We're going to be revisiting this one. Oh, there were a few that I could think of. Well, we, we went through a few that I thought yeah. of and as I, we were going, but. I. I want to do this list again, maybe down the line yeah. with completely different bands, completely oh, different yeah. styles. Yeah. Cause I had, I was like, no doubt. Oh, of course you are. You asshole. <laughs> I'm staying with it. <laughs> I'm sticking with it. I know that fucking boo boo baby voice can go fuck itself. <laughs> but to look at it re- uh, realistically, um, there are a lot more songs by a lot a lot of bands that we like that we can talk about. And I also want to talk about really good bands by meh. Yeah. yeah. Really good songs by meh bands. Um, that's rough though. No. You know how hard that. By okay bands. Yeah. You know a couple of just okay bands. And then there's that song that's like, ooh, I like that. But that's, yeah, but if I find a band and I'm like, eh, I just don't listen to them and I wouldn't know they had a good song. Unless- you never, you've never like looked at a playlist and, you know, picked your song. Like you're listening to the, to the album yeah. and you're like, Wow, this sucks, sucks, skip, skip. And then all of a sudden you catch oh, one like, right. oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. And you save that one song. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. All right. You know, you're not one hit wonders because yeah. they may not even be hits. They're just songs that grab you. Yeah. Like, um, oh, like a good song by Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's uh, what you're talking about. Yes. Um, <laughs> everyone shits on Nickelback. They have a couple of really crazy good songs. Did you? Were you the one who told me the, the, how they got that, that bad reputation? Or yeah. is it th- that I have it in my head? What? The the um the comedian that 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 oh no that's how they started to redeem themselves no oh no that okay so um recently there's a, a comedian named Shane Torres okay who starts talking about Guy Fieri and he's like what did Guy Fieri do right. to get everyone to piss all over him and he's like he's like they treat him like he's a member of Nickelback and speaking of Nickelback what did Nickelback ever do right Brian Posner oh that's right he shits all over them no he he said something. In passing, he didn't even mean to do it. Yeah, 
he said, I forget the, the exact line, but he said something about, you know, talking about whatever. And then he goes, sort of like Nickelback. And they say from that point on, everybody went, oh, yeah, Nickelback kind of does suck. I, I like I say, I, I can crap all over them. But at the same time, the non-radio stuff, the stuff that they write that they enjoy. Yeah. Some is pretty good. Some of it is pure garbage. Yeah. But, you know, they're not they're they're writing what they want to write. Some of it's going to be not my taste. <laughs> but, uh, man, they have some really good songs. And you're, <laughs> you, trust me, when we go into deep cuts. There's definitely a deep cut for for Nickelback. Okay, and it's it, there's some wild stuff. All right. Um, yeah, Nickelback's gonna be one of them. Uh, Puddle of Mud has a has a track or two outside yes. of their outside uh, of their standard. Yeah. It's not a Nirvana cover, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Green Day has a couple of ones that aren't like I'm not a huge Green Day fan, but there yeah. are a couple of tracks. Yeah. Oh, Green Day has a, a plenty. I know they have plenty for I'm, everyone I'm, else, I'm but I'm huge, talking for me. I'm not a huge Green Day fan either, but I, I over the years. They were the they were the pop punk band, you know. I was like, uh, but now I I I I've grown to like them. What is your standpoint on AFI? Uh, I don't have any not no real stand. I know they start because I don't really listen to them. Okay, so I know they started out like a, like as a, as like a punk band, mm-hmm. and then slowly transitioned into a rock band. I don't really know, like a. All right, well, I'll, I'll, we'll have to look into that. Reason I say I, that is I, they have their one of their covers is one of my favorite covers. Oh yeah, of a Misfit song. Oh, whoa, look at you! I, like I said, sometimes the cover gets me. Yeah, a place in 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 the seat. Yeah. It's it's they got me for that one. But yeah, the AFI. I know I know there's there's like a backlash for them. Like they they change styles or something like that. Or I don't know, I don't know. And on that note, I yeah. think we're gonna call it here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. These songs suck. Um, <laughs> listen to them if you want. If not, find any other song by these artists and enjoy that. Um, look for us on um, Instagram. Uh, hit the stage podcast. Uh, my my name is Basher.exe. You are Nugs29. Nugs with a Z. And uh, if you want to email us, any corrections, any ideas... Um, it's uh, hit the stage podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. We always love uh, input corrections. Um, if you want to just talk about how good we are or how terrible we or are. how ter- <laughs> terrible we are. If, if I sound like I'm farting in, in the background, I probably am. Uh, we love you. I love you. I love you, dude. Take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Hail Halford. And have a good day.